fast becoming another Facebook, especially with the recent updates, move towards stories, and the excessive cheesy memes or posts resembling Facebook from a few years ago. But are we missing a trick by just dismissing it as having become another bizarro Facebook? Have we actually tried to unlock its full potential? Let's find out. I'm Arun, and with me is my friend Sangeet. This is another episode of Hey, You're on Mute. Let me ask you this: Of all the social media platforms that you know you have and you are on, where are you most active? And that's number one. And number two, which one do you have the most number of followers? Hmm. Yeah, I never really thought of that. I I think it's the first one. That's probably comfortably Twitter. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm I'm on it 24/7. Uh, you'd find me there. But number of followers. Is that my OnlyFans account? Uh, <laughs> no, it's probably going to be LinkedIn, man. It's probably going to be LinkedIn. Literally just a, a few days ago, I assumed that I had what, like about 500 plus connections. So when you go onto your profile and it just shows up 500 plus, and I was like, yeah, fine. That's all right. The other day, I just casually happened to click on my network, which is on the top panel. And I actually saw I've got like over 1,500 connections. I don't even know them. Who are these guys? When did I end up following so many people? I, I don't even know. I, I get completely what you mean, right? Because, you know, me and a lot of my friends, uh, we've, we've, we've all had LinkedIn accounts for a fairly good amount of time now, yet we're largely inactive. And the last I checked my connections or my LinkedIn network, as you'd call it, I also have about thousand plus thousand seven hundred something followers now i was just curious right why is that in a world where the number of followers and the number of likes is such a big deal why is it that people aren't more active on a platform where they actually have a huge you know fan following or at least have a huge following for that matter or is it really just our generation, I wonder? Maybe is it just us? Is it just our generation? Because a lot of the, a lot of our friends and a lot of the guys I work with, they're really not that active on LinkedIn. But I kind of see how a lot of the younger kids and the younger folks, they're a lot more active. Hmm. I mean, that is quite compelling. I mean, if you really think about it, why did we end up joining Facebook or you know, if you look at one of the older social networks and some some of the, some of our people, some of the guys in the audience might probably remember Orkut. Um, why did we actually end up like state of the bat? It was, you know, because we wanted to, you know, talk to our friends. Uh, it kind of predates WhatsApp and all these messaging platforms like iMessages. Um, you know, it goes back to a time when text messages itself were like so darn expensive. And <laughs> I mean, all you really did was like chat with the guy probably sitting right next to you uh, on, on Facebook or on Orca, trying to keep up those connections. And before you know it, you'd be, you know, counting the number of scraps, uh, going, hey, write me a testimonial, or hey, I've just uh, written something on your wall. Check it, check it now, check it now. It's like that's that's what it was all about. And you suddenly start counting the number of scraps you got, counting the number of friends, uh, number of posts. It was just a numbers game at the end of the day. Yeah, there was really no objective, right? I mean, no personal brand creation. It's not not about outreach or impressions, as we call it. And you know, then mm-hmm. LinkedIn just came along you know, mid 2000s or whenever. And before we knew it, we just treated it just like another Facebook, probably just her work, I suppose. 
You know, to be honest, Facebook actually launched something called Facebook Workplace, and and I haven't used it. I don't know of anybody else who who has. But that's completely different platform <laughs> and a different agenda altogether. I, I think you're right. I think that is kind of where we went wrong. I remember the first time I got on LinkedIn. The number one thought in my head was, "Hey, is this yet another platform for me to wish people on their birthdays and uh, anniversaries?" and maybe this is an online resume of sorts and maybe that's really where we went wrong because there was a whole different aspect as to why we got on linkedin at the first place because we were just signing up on a whole bunch of other platforms any which way as you rightly said no objective we're just on it because the others are on it really and i think if you look at the way linkedin has evolved i think it's beginning to feel a lot more like facebook do you think so oh absolutely i mean if you just look at it now they've got a, a stories feature uh linkedin stories i mean come to think of it we, you know we've seen it on instagram instagram themselves copied it from one of snapchat probably and everyone's doing it twitter's got its own stories i mean i think they call it fleets or something and i hear spotify is apparently doing another one <laughs> before you know it you know you probably have a stories feature on your excel spreadsheets as well think about it <laughs> but no seriously <laughs> like it's Yeah I mean seriously it's just a, a I can see where this is going it's like a you know they want to shift towards um having a, a more a visual medium of sorts and you know make it more mobile friendly I suppose the primary reason why I use stories on Instagram is because creating a post on Instagram writing really imaginative captions figuring out the hashtags seems to me like a lot of work and it's it's not something that i can do in maybe 5 minutes or or so right it's 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 got me first figuring out the photo adding the filter and doing that entire 25 step process mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. just to make it that perfect content out but stories is a lot more easier and it just works for me so i can totally get why a lot of these platforms including linkedin saying if that's going to capture the attention of the gen z or whoever it is then maybe we should just do what instagram did it we should just add our own stories and guess what it seems to have worked brilliantly for instagram why not for linkedin <laughs> and speaking of which if you're listening to this podcast please do follow us on instagram check out our handle hyom podcast guys it's a cheap plug there really smooth <laughs> very smooth but, but 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 to what you were saying right i mean i i think the aspect of stories just being easier for content creators and for folks to just create uh, and i think that's where uh, that's where it really works now when you think of the amount of effort i need to put in to create content for linkedin uh, well for instagram versus linkedin i kind of see it in a very different format because i feel that a lot of content that we already see on linkedin is been built by companies and their marketing teams so where they've spent a you know millions of dollars creating perfect blogs creating those really slick videos and most of the mm. time you just have folks saying hey here's this link of the white paper and here are maybe some thoughts i have around what this is and maybe this is why you should read it so much of the content that you see on linkedin has already been curated and designed in such a way that it is expected to go viral i believe it's probably easier to create content on linkedin content that is viral content that actually can reach the targeted audience provided you know you know what you're trying to do right so uh, on instagram if i have to talk about uh, you know something that's happening in in a whole in a very uh, in a very generic or a very general topic it's going to take some time for me to figure it out but on linkedin i'm usually talking about work right and this is something i i do i do 9 hours a day 5 days a week so mm. probably have a 
slightly better well-informed idea of what I do. So right. assume uh, you have an FMCG marketer who is trying to figure out a new a new strategy. Maybe how do I sort of launch an online brand or how do I take uh, build out a new uh, direct-to-consumer strategy? Uh, what they could do is they have probably attended a course and all they could do on LinkedIn is maybe post about a few lines about what they learned and uh, and what how they what they implemented and maybe even ask for suggestions. And here is where LinkedIn really works. If that was an Instagram, because your audience and your followers are so kind of widely spread out, uh, it's it's a bit different to get the right audience. But on LinkedIn, interestingly, the algorithm works quite nicely. So you're going to be hitting a lot of the relevant folks with the same sort of content. So this right. marketer, when they sort of talk, want to be talking about this particular course, because of the nature of the content, because of the the way the post is structured and the supporting content link or YouTube video, whatever it is, because it's all so very well designed or crafted, automatically the reach of that post is a lot more. When you think of that as a use case and explore other use cases like building a personal brand or doing right. a whole bunch yeah. of other stuff, kind of makes sense why... I would say that it's a lot more easier to do that on LinkedIn than, let's say, uh, on Instagram. Yeah, that's actually quite fascinating because if you think about it, like we just talked about stories earlier and the, you know, the content reach. Uh, did you actually know that Kristen Dior, the fashion house, just last September, I think, when stories had just come out, they ended up doing an entire behind the scenes of the Paris uh, Fashion Week on LinkedIn stories, would you believe it? Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, it was just, it's just another way, I suppose, for them to reach out to the to the market. I mean, they could have easily done that on Instagram. I'm not really exactly sure as to why they did it uh, on LinkedIn, but some of the points you make, I suppose, kind of make sense. Uh, about the kind of content. So stories is one hugely popular in engagement content format, right? But but LinkedIn's been doing a whole bunch of other stuff as well. You've got LinkedIn polls, you've got videos. And uh, they, if you remember, they acquired this company called SlideShare. Oh, right? yeah. SlideShare was, yeah. yeah. So it's supremely popular for, for just slides. Now I'm thinking, hey, most folks in the corporate world already know how to figure out, already know how to deal with PowerPoint and slides. So making a PowerPoint, if it comes naturally to me, I could just make a PowerPoint about four or five things I learned at this seminar or learned trying to do this particular strategy and just post it as is onto LinkedIn. It's a lot easier because the content is already there any which way. So on the next segment, we're going to hear what you shouldn't be doing on LinkedIn. And could we actually learn something from how the Gen Zs are using it today? I think there's one thing we've got to do here. Could address the elephant in the room, man. LinkedIn cringe is real. An absolute cringe fest going on right now. We come across it every time we just do mindless scrolling across all the posts. And what do we see? It's just become another you know, certified dragging platform of sorts, like get sponsored content coming in from somewhere. You got someone talking about really cool stuff that they've done in their company. Uh, and it's a bit much, right? I mean, all these memes that are supposed to be on Facebook, uh, I mean, boomer memes for all you know, political posts, you know, repetitive, cheesy stuff, people lecturing about work ethics of millennials and Gen Zs. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> I mean, you got you got to really be honest. Like, is this what you come here to LinkedIn for? I mean, here's another one: maths puzzles. Have you seen one of those? Like, uh, you might see a, a post with the uh, "Are you a genius?" Solve if you're a genius with you know, maybe a picture of Albert Einstein on the right or something like that. 
Have you seen those? Oh wow, no, I I don't remember coming across those on LinkedIn, but I, I I totally get what you're saying. I've seen them on WhatsApp, and and it usually goes with you know that WhatsApp tag which says forwarded many many times. Yeah, but and, 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 and I haven't just, seen them on LinkedIn. No, I mean I I don't know why, but over the last one year or so, I've just seen it just increasing in number, and it's it's just ridiculous. Like just below that post, there'd be like a like forty thousand comments or something. People spamming all kinds of numbers. Like, oh, this is the right answer. I mean, these are logical reasoning sort of IQ level tests you'd probably find in primary schools or something, right? And yet here are people who are actually <laughs> bothering to comment on it with the right answer. Others arguing about it. And you start wondering, like, what have they accomplished by leaving these answers in the comments? Like, what what were they really hoping for? So, like, some recruiter coming to them and say, "Hey, big boy, I saw you solve that maths problem on LinkedIn the other day. Want a job or something?" You know, a lot of those guys are actually a lot more active on the platform compared to the both of us. Though I do get it, that's certainly not the kind of engagement we probably had in mind. But to your point about LinkedIn cringe, absolutely, man. In fact, I just went on LinkedIn and searched for the words LinkedIn cringe, and a whole bunch of results showed up where wow. people were expressing very similar uh, views, like to what you had, right? Where people are talking about stuff like everything is so nice and sunny on LinkedIn. You know, everybody's talking about how this. Uh, company is done absolutely amazing but guess what i work in that company everything is not that rosy i don't know if you've seen these posts right where you you'll have folks saying we're hiring for this particular job in this company interested right. candidates please leave a comment oh. or like this post yeah there was definitely a lot yeah. of that last year last year has been a tough year and a lot of folks have been out looking for jobs right but i genuinely find it hard to believe that H- there are hrs out there who actually go check out the 4000 or the 3000 comments and say i'm going to make a list of all of these email ids and these phone numbers and i'm actually going to go and call these these candidates right. i don't think that happens i haven't heard it from my hr friends either so i get what you're saying there's a lot of cringy stuff on on linkedin as well it's just you know a, a massive corporate circle joke of sorts i mean there's so many of these uh, pseudo inspirational narratives everyone would just talk about you know their little workplace vignettes you know talk about something that they've done you know and, and and you begin to wonder like is it just another way for i don't know how you term it maybe like a digital corporate escapism of sorts maybe you know they just want to dissociate themselves from the actual day job you know get away from that drudgery and uh, come in and just explore linkedin just you know mindless meandering through the different myriad of posts and uh, yeah it's just it's just crazy it really is crazy cuz Super What, deep, Arun. I gotta admit, it's gone to a very existential sort of point, isn't it? I mean, yeah, I mean that could probably make uh, another podcast episode in itself, I suppose, with social media. But no, really, I mean, it's, you think about it. Like, you know, you have these uh, short, you know, declarative sentences, which you know they're, they're trying to teach you this momentous lesson about what they did, and you know, they've got this nice little hashtag there. Uh, or, or even uh, it doesn't even have to be like positive. Like I've, I've seen like some people talking about the screw ups that they had. Um, you uh-huh. know, or don't make these mistakes. So this is what the CEO learned from his stuff. Or, I've or, seen that one. <laughs> oh, 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 or like oh, this. Uh, you know, this one time I went to Africa and I saved this kid. Like, wow. Like, is this what we come to LinkedIn for? Really? I mean, yeah. uh, you know, do we need to actually like have these oddly specific sort of you know gaffs sort of staring at our face? <laughs> um, but I, I, I must say, there's there's one more grim uh, side. To, to LinkedIn, which I recently came across, actually. Um, have you heard mm-hmm. of uh, Tinderization of LinkedIn? 
do you mean people complaining about how every how creepy folks are sliding into dms on linkedin absolutely absolutely this is like ah, this is like okay. sliding into my dms is now sliding into my linkedins like uh, there was this article i was reading about <laughs> yeah this is article i was reading about on the guardian just the other day uh where this lady was complaining about uh, this 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 person she had swiped uh, left uh, on tinder effectively saying no and uh, he came chasing around probably found her digital footprint and somewhere found her linkedin address or whatever he did got into a linkedin and said hey uh, i know you said no to me on tinder but maybe we can have a connection on linkedin and take it further and this is she said this is the most creepiest thing she's ever seen i mean is this what linkedin's become terribly creepy dude this is this is stalking in a way isn't it i've had one of my friends who and when she told me that there have been folks who kind of keep checking out her profile i think with linkedin premium or something you get this view wherein you can see who all checked your profile oh, right. yeah. and all of that and 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 she tells me that she's kind of sees this trend of how some of the guys that she's swiped left on 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 one of those dating platforms she seen interestingly a lot of those guys also check her out on linkedin so what she actually did is she just turned off that feature she, uh, because <laughs> she wasn't thinking of blocking folks on linkedin anyway so she figured you know what i don't want to see who checks out my profile so i'll just t- t- turn off that setting altogether yeah when I mean, you you begin to wonder like you know this growing number of shit posts that you really see are we are we allowed to say shit posts I mean we are yeah. definitely viral uh, we'll figure uh, it out yeah it's not like we're going to get demonetized by spotify or something <laughs> <laughs> but no but really the, the algorithm is so easy to sort of game at this stage isn't it you, you've got short attention span kind of post just you know making it big real tone deaf content just going viral and you begin to think like what is the point even maybe we are missing the point but if you look at gen z uh, and sorry to sound very corny but i think their linkedin game is on point because most of them aren't waiting to figure out what to do with linkedin right what they're thinking is you know i am in college right now i need to figure out how to put myself out there how to put my view out there so i know a lot of folks a lot of kids who i think in some schools or universities maybe in class 12 or maybe in you know, first grade of engineering they're already on linkedin and not just having a profile like how you and I started off but they're signing up to linkedin with a very clear objective of mm. what they expect from the platform so that means maybe it could be i need to get internships or i want to create a brand in order to attract a certain kind of employer right. so uh, which is also one of the reason why if you look at a lot of their content on linkedin at least it seems to be a lot more thought out and i and i at least got this vibe when i was checking out some of uh, new college grads who joined uh-huh. my company so while we are mm. all talking about instagram influencers and all of that i know a lot of gen z kids who are signing up to become influencers on linkedin doling out truth bombs and motivational pitches on linkedin right. with a very clear idea of who this is intended for and what kind of personal brand they are trying to you know develop or cultivate really yeah even if you take a step back and actually really think about where the gen zers are coming from i mean these are uh, these are the guys you know post 911 kids right who've um, you know they've been through a recession probably graduated during a pandemic uh, have been online pretty much all their lives right and now they're primed to sort of come in take a job uh, get on that corporate ladder and they're going to explore like what is out there and you know and and you begin to think maybe this is probably mm-hmm. a medium because i i actually spoke to a few friends i mean just like just like you mentioned i mean i, I had a, f- a, a chat with a couple of friends um, uh, here in the uk as well as a uh, few of my friends in uh, in, the, in the in the states it's it's very very different in how they approach linkedin but apparently students at a very young age i'd say like middle school or secondary school um they're already told that 
you got to start building your profile they've actually got linkedin classes which train them to you know build a profile list their experience you know how how you'd go about it they've even like got professional photographers lined up just to take their the headshot and and put it up on 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 the profile maybe wow. yeah we we never that like reminds me of yeah no i i completely get because i remember a lot of uh, at least 12 years ago or something a lot of engineering colleges saying we've come out with this finishing school curriculum which gets you prepped up just for your placements and how to behave in yeah, a corporate world this yeah. kind of sounds a bit digitized version i suppose of that oh definitely definitely it's like it's like having a career fair online and you've got the whole school backing you uh, and making making sure that you know you're getting the most off of it and and linkedin are smart as well you know i think they've got a higher education uh, module i think they've got something called uh, uh linkedin student careers i mean it's almost like taking the job off of the counselor the career counselor the placement office and uh, making it online exactly like you say but just to play devil's advocate for a bit you know the the gen z's probably listening to this this thinking what what are these guys on about this is not to say there are no other alternatives there are uh, quite a few of them right i mean if you were to look at learning platforms for example you don't necessarily have to go to linkedin learn maybe there's udemy you've got moocs you've got online courses uh people want to know something about uh, the interview process right maybe they are teetering towards uh, a career choice that they are about to make or maybe join the company uh what do you do you go into glassdoor right try find out uh, if you want to find out the salary structure you go into payscale.com i mean if you had a specific uh, question around how you write your cv there are subreddits dedicated to that on career advice um twitter hashtags that do the same job so there are options available for people to actually go out and source that kind of information that you really want but mm-hmm. i think at the end of the day it's the scale and speed that you know linkedin has right now that they can offer but it just kind of begets the question like has linkedin become what facebook was in 2012 On the final section we hear where linkedin may be headed and how you could make the most of this journey maybe yes arun because if you look at both the platforms they've been fairly similar and perhaps today linkedin is at an inflection point of sorts uh, where you do have a lot of people complaining about the cringy stuff on the platform mm. but this could also be that point of time before linkedin is about to really scale at a phenomenal speed like how you just mentioned uh, for example i know recruiters who really think linkedin legit is an actual thing so if they get a cv of a candidate who hasn't mentioned their linkedin profile right. or if they can't find a candidate on linkedin they don't even bother calling that candidate as part of the interview process so i think today more than ever having a linkedin brand and actually being active on the platform can really do wonders for you if you start using it in a smart way and actually leverage some of the cool stuff that linkedin offers you today yeah that's a that's a great point you make actually because under the new ceo and it's barely been a year since he joined i think his name is Brian Roslansky they've got some big ideas up their sleeve learning and development clearly is you know it's going to be the biggest ace card for them they've got linkedin learning already which is quite ubiquitous and everyone knows about it uh, they've got all that big data from customer profiles sitting in their repository which they can leverage they can have some targeted sort of retention and you know addressing skills shortages right through it um via their talent lms your entire hr management suite that it's it's just going to be taking a, a positive sort of uh, shift towards how lnd can be well integrated into enterprise 
you know, considering Microsoft is, um, you know, quite this company and they know a thing or two about integration. It's not far when, you know, LinkedIn is well and truly going to be within that Office 365 suite and uh, yep, going to be yep. part and parcel of your corporate work life. But, I mean, all said and done, okay, man. I mean, that's, that's all cool. But how do you fix your LinkedIn game? I am the LinkedIn guru and I will solve that problem. No, but sorry, <laughs> jokes apart. Uh, honestly, uh, I think there are a lot of YouTube videos on this, but I've tried a couple of things on the platform. This is what's worked for me for, for a bit. First up, figure out some of the basics. What is it that you want LinkedIn to do? What is it that you want to do on LinkedIn? Do you want to get hired? Do you want to sell a product or mm. a subscription service? Or, or do you just want to you know, become a thought leader, you know, figure out what is it that you want to do. Number two, figure out who do you want to reach? What is your target audience? So if you want to say, get hired by a new fintech startup, then figure out who are the who's who's in that company or in that domain. And number three, figure out what is it that you want to talk on the platform? What kind of content do you want to start putting out there. It's important that the answers to these questions are connected and are very relevant because if you figure these questions out, then the rest of it becomes a little bit easier, I suppose. Yeah, I hear you. I mean, I've got notifications from LinkedIn endless times just to just asking me to complete my profile, like all the various sections, like about and summary and education and qualification, whatever, all, all of that stuff. And I, I think I barely got to finishing it and thinking, oh, I've got it there. And then I have to put up this profile picture. Probably it was only like a few years ago where I actually thought this profile picture looks good to be on LinkedIn rather than Facebook. You're absolutely right, Arun. And I think as important as it is to have a complete profile that kind of represents what you want to do on LinkedIn. And mind you, a lot of people mistake the LinkedIn profile to be just the resume. It's not. It's probably more about what kind of brand you want to portray on the platform. But again, going back to my earlier point, it's equally important you work on your content strategy or figuring out what kind of content you want to put it out there and how you want to put it out there. What's worked for me is having what somebody would call a three-point strategy, but simply... (laughs) Opening up with a hook, something that gets the reader interested, following up with maybe two or three lines about the content and the story you want to talk about and ending it up with a call to action. So if I want someone to download my white paper, close it off by saying, hey, download the white paper by checking out the first comment or something to that point, right? Uh, As long as your content is not leaving the reader hanging, I think that's good. So quick question, Sangeet, Have have you used premium subscription? I have actually, I've tried it out and I think it's great for reaching out to people or, you know, increasing your 1500 plus LinkedIn connections. You've got all these different tiers of the subscription platform, but, uh, you know, I think where some of the stuff that you can really use from the premium platform is figuring out who's viewing your platform. I'd say at least sign up for the one month free trial. And at the very least, you'd get to see who is visiting your profile and how they're engaging with your profile based on the kind of content you're putting out there. But I'll tell you what, the most important thing is consistency. Mm -hmm. And uh, that kind of means you got to engage with your feed. uh, You got to engage with your active connections. So maybe the next time when you see an interesting post on your feed, don't just like it, you know, take a moment, add a comment about why you might, why you agree with that view or why you have a different take on it. 
put content out you know put out a small post maybe once or twice a week even if it's about a new idea that you and your team uh, are figuring out or working or experimenting mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. Um, i think with a little bit of intent and some good old consistency if there's any social media platform that you can tame it's not instagram it's not facebook but it's definitely linkedin perhaps linkedin will not become a zombie land of cringe bots after all but as long as you resist the urge to flex post creepily slide into someone's dms or prove that you're a maths genius cuz think about it linkedin is one big office party where everyone's suited up and hanging around and like every party if you're dressed to kill and know how to dance then you're the guy everyone's going to want to talk to thank you for listening to our podcast If you enjoyed this one do follow us on Spotify and just so that you know we are now on Apple and Google podcast too you can be part of the conversation by sending us a message or by just following us on Instagram at @hyompodcast that's it from us this week until the next time stay safe and don't forget to unmute yourself <laughs> <laughs>